1: Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu.
0: There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect... Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer and this is my brother Jonah.
4: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
3: Who are pretty cool, if I do say so myself.
4: Welcome to How Did We Get We?
3: Jonah, I don't know if you've noticed, but recently I've been trolling you a lot on Twitter.
4: Yeah, I have noticed that. I've noticed anytime I tweet something, I get kind of a response making fun of me (laughs) from you pretty quickly.
3: Well, I think what happened is you weren't like really on social media for a long time. And so... Now, I feel like you post a little more frequently than you used to. And something that you do a lot is you post like little jokes, which sounds condescending. (laughs) I don't mean it that way. I just mean like you kind of like make like kind of fun little jokes or puns because I think I'm so delighted that you're on Twitter it's really fun for me to kind of like come in and like give a cheesy response. I'm going to read some of them. Okay, so you wrote, just got a physical and learned that 47% of my body is composed of Mary's Gone Crackers, which I thought was very fun and silly. And I wrote back, my brother is mostly crackers. Honestly, Jonah. Okay. And then another one you wrote was, my ultimate carb core bill would be bread zeppelin, Pumper, Nickelback, and Tower of Flour. And I wrote back, "Okay, my brother loves bread and being a goof." <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I wrote, "Wait, <laughs> and his fave band is Hot Dog Buns and Roses." Which, by the way, that's what everybody else was doing was they were making up their own. Right, names.
4: they were kind of adding to the conversation and not just sort of making fun. I of wanted me. to
3: kind of make fun of it and then add to it. Right, and then most recently. <laughs> You wrote, I feel like as a culture, we don't talk enough about the dynamism.
4: <laughs> dynamicism.
3: Dynamicism of the starting lines last EP. So I wrote, let me get this straight. My brother is a culture expert now. Yeah, that tracks.
4: <laughs> yeah. So it's nice, you know, putting these like, you know, I write a lot about music, maybe more obscure music or jokes. And it's nice to kind of put that stuff out there and then just get a totally condescending response. <laughs> from someone with a (laughs) hundred times more followers than me.
3: It's so fun to do it. Yeah. Just because I feel like you're kind of putting yourself out there on Twitter with these fun jokes and I can't out myself. But I always want to support you.
4: No, I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. And I think just this conversation is just going to really, my Twitter is just really going to take off after this.
3: That's what I think. For
4: sure. (laughs) Well, do you want to introduce today's guest who has a lot of experience writing like very funny jokes and maybe he can punch up some of this stuff? Yes.
3: And maybe if we're lucky enough, we'll get in on on this trolling of you on Twitter. Our guest today is a stand-up comedian, writer, actor, and most importantly, friend. He's written for many beloved shows, such as Parks and Rec, The Good Place, and Hacks, and appeared in many films and shows, including his Netflix comedy special, Joe Mandy's award-winning comedy special. Plus, you can find his tour dates and his incredible merch at joemandy.com. Yes. Please welcome... Joe Mandy. Thank
5: you. Jonah, I love that you've embraced Twitter as though it's 2011's Twitter where you could just be kind of like a goof instead of everyone's like arguing about like the collapse of society. You're out here like, what's some bread jokes I could make?
4: (laughs) It's been kind of complicated for me because, yeah, I can't tell if I'm just using it completely wrong or if there's just so much of that stuff already. I don't know what I have to really add. You're not
5: using it wrong. You're using it the way it was intended when it was formed. (laughs) I think and
4: I think so too
5: it's turned into something else and you're holding the line for the Twitter originalists out there
4: and I checked Joe you are not a big twitter person these days are you
5: no i quit a few years ago it was destroying my life and my brain so i got out
4: okay gotcha got it
5: i had written a very sort of grandizing goodbye letter when i left twitter and then recently just paid a company to delete all my tweets because i was just like i don't want anything out there so i think the only thing that remains is my retweets which is kind of cool. I think it's like, all that remains is almost like an art piece of like Steve Aoki tweets that I retweeted for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a museum of retweets.
4: Oh, man. It's incredible. Steve Aoki set up a show for my punk band like 20 years ago in LA somewhere. At a Benihana, maybe? <laughs> it was at a Benihana, but he was DJing and we were playing and then he went to DJ and everyone left and went to watch it. Wow. And like four people watched us.
5: Yep. Tough. That seemed very self-serving on his end, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I think it was like, you know, he had this punk label, mock, and I think that this was an era where he had just started DJing and he was already way more popular than wow. us. And yeah, then from there, look. Yeah, look now. He really took it to the next level.
5: But I don't think he could come up with these bread jokes. That's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I guess I'm wondering if you're thinking about getting back on Twitter after hearing my <laughs> carb jokes, because I know they're pretty kind of infectious what do you think i
5: do think that like that form of twitter joke was like the most fun era <laughs> and i was such a purist about it that i refused to ever go on that show at midnight because i was like you've taken right. the heart out of my twitter games or whatever i was like, like so pathetic that that's like how." strident i was about it but i was like you're monetizing this thing that was fun on its own or whatever but those sort of like wordplay jokes were so fun to do
3: do you know that when i was in my all-female sketch comedy and musical parody troupe bloomers in college we did like a j-lo medley about going to the grocery store and we did that song i'm real we did because i'm bread And this is, I'm just realizing this now. Wow. I could find it. It's in my closet. It was like, pumpernickel rye and multigrain on bread. And then there was one that was like, fettuccine. (laughs) What are different kinds of pasta? (laughs) Like, brigatoni. Rigatoni. Bow ties. I'm not doing it exactly. But we did the whole song. I'm real about I'm bread. And it was different kinds of bread. And then there was a different J. Lo song that was about candy. And then at the end of it, we did you've got to eat right oh, if you want to be healthy and strong. (laughs) So most of our song medleys had like a narrative story, but this one was just about food and how you had to eat right. And I may have written it entirely by myself. An unhealthy diet is wrong. You've got to eat right. That's how it ended. (laughs) But anyways, so I guess, Jonah, it's in our blood to parody the names of bread or put the names of bread into other things as a parody. It's in our blood. Yeah.
5: That's incredible. I
4: never knew that. Wow.
5: And it's just like such a natural, I mean, like, (laughs) I don't know why Weird Al didn't think of it, you know, real and bread just sounds so similar. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, it does. It's usually they kind of rhyme a little bit. (laughs) 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 Like it's a little confusing, right?
3: Real and bread basically (laughs)
4: right. They both have E's and A's in them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. And they're both one syllable. They have a lot of the same letters, but don't sound the same to me.
3: Yeah. Well, if you said real, but you put a B at the beginning, it would be Briel. And that's one letter away from bread.
5: It is weird that bread's not pronounced (laughs) brie. Now that I'm thinking (laughs) about
3: it. It is. Yeah. You're right.
5: Yeah. I got to talk to someone. Who do we call?
3: Because... You don't say, I'm Ral. <laughs> right. You don't say, Is that a Ral piece of bread? Yeah. You'd say, Is that a real piece of bread? Why wouldn't you say, Is that a real piece of bread? <laughs> <laughs> Breed. Is that how you would pronounce it in the South? Breed? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Am I losing my mind? (laughs) Mm, Let me get a delicious piece of bread.
5: Bread. Now,
3: any listeners in the South, please don't be offended. I'm truly asking. No, don't be offended. (laughs)
5: Send us all a voice memo. Say the word real and say the sentence. My
4: bread is real.
3: I'm trying to think. Can I have a real piece of bread?
4: Speaking of things that were kind of popular 10 years ago, like my kind of Twitter vibe, I'm wondering, you know, our dad was anti-carb for many years.
3: Yeah, he was on the Atkins diet. Oh, sure. He still kind of is. Like, he sort of pretends he never stopped, but then he eats a lot of carbs, I think.
4: Joe, do you remember that era? the Atkins diet. Of
5: course. I don't know what keto is, but it seems like keto is just rebranded Atkins. But yeah, Atkins was like, it was such an American thing of just like,
1: I can eat all the meat (laughs) I want. That's
5: the diet. And it kind of is, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's getting your body into ketosis. Yes. Which I remember was the thing of like, you're only eating fat. So your body, instead of burning sugar, which is what's in carbs, starts to burn fat. I believe that's how it works.
5: Are you guys familiar with the show Alone? That was like The thing I jumped into the hardest when um, the pandemic started. My wife and I watch every single season of Alone. And ketosis is like a major part of that show. It's like basically the show is just like a reality show. You're in the wilderness and it's like who can starve to death the longest before like they have to bring a doctor out to save you. So
3: do they want to be in ketosis or that's like the last step? No,
5: it, ketosis is like, it's just so funny. Cause it's like when you live in a normal functioning society, ketosis is just like a cool way you can lose weight. But like when they're in <laughs> ketosis, they know that it's like, okay, my body is now eating itself alive.
3: Got it. Got it.
5: Your body is now like taking its fat reserves and burning it. So like, I guess they can just tell when they're in ketosis and, like there's no carbs in nature like that. You know, there's like eating like
3: right. like
5: rabbit and seaweed or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. So like the ketosis thing is like, oh, I can feel my body shriveling. Wow. Yeah.
4: Me and my wife got very into watching Alone as well. And I saw there's a new season or something, which I'm very excited about. Oh, hell yes. I can't wait.
3: Well, guys, I'm not married, so I don't watch Alone.
4: <laughs> I'm alone,
5: so I don't watch Alone. <laughs>
3: yeah, which is actually really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just for married couples. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, I watch, you know, together.
5: <laughs> we can't watch that together.
3: <laughs> I remember Dad, and I think they still have them somewhere in their house. They had the Atkins dessert bars, which you can imagine are really, really gross.
5: <laughs> right. It's just beef jerky with, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs>
3: It, like, has the same consistency, kind of, as beef jerky. And the sweetness must come from some kind of artificial <laughs> Bacon sweetener. or it's... something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, those Atkins desserts. That Atkins guy, he must be doing pretty well these days. I
4: don't think he's still alive. <laughs> no, he's still alive. But before
3: he past, if he did, he probably was doing pretty well. Because think about how much I'm having flashbacks of like those bars and so much stuff in our house Said at Atkins on it.
5: Very smart. Just branded everything with his name. It was like, this is yeah. the fat me. I'm the fad diet.
4: You know, what's so funny about this conversation is I was actually going to write a tweet the other day referencing. Oh man,
3: <laughs> um, let's hear it. Let's right. hear
0: it
4: referencing I don't know if you've seen this vegetarian brand Dr. Prager do you ever see those veggie burgers yeah
3: I like Dr. Prager I like the California burgers
4: me too so I eat them a lot and I was gonna make some joke Uh about needing to check up with Dr. my primary care I see the most is Dr. Prager some Dr. Prager joke and so I googled him and he had also passed away and then I was like well I don't think I should really make this (laughs) joke
5: that's so sweet that you're like I can't let my tweet re-traumatize the Prager family
3: what
4: would it have been
3: though jonah can you share with our listeners knowing that you respect dr prager obviously
4: something about frequent visits from dr prager making a house call to my freezer or something i don't know Mm. you know yeah Yeah, you
5: can't you can't this is not the climate to make that kind of joke to
3: go i gotta see dr prager this year and make sure i'm full of soluble fiber and you
5: tag it with i'm just glad he is alive and well
3: and then you hashtag food doctor sorry (laughs) joe it's like you know, when like people don't listen to you at all because they're so excited to get their thing out. I really interrupted so you your hashtag it. joke. No, 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 no. You said, I'm glad he's alive and well. And I didn't even skip a beat before giving my... <laughs> I was like, "Joke and say whatever he wants. I'm going to say hashtag food doctor. We
5: basically both did the same thing.
3: <laughs> we were both ready to add on. Yeah. Well, Jonah, I want you to know that whenever I... You on Twitter. It's out of love and because it really makes me laugh.
4: Well, I'm glad <laughs> it makes me laugh also. It does. And Joe, I had kind of a question for you. Like, I know you work and star in the show Hacks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, obviously, like I write a lot of good content for myself. Of course. Yeah. I don't really write in other people's voices. It's just more my own style. But I'm curious, like, what's it like working on a show like that? And, like, what's a pro? I don't know how exactly what your day to day job is, but writing jokes for someone else's voice or like writing stand up jokes for a show, like, is that different than you writing? like, your own jokes for your own stand-up special.
3: Right, because you're writing stand-up for a show. That must be so... I mean,
4: that was, like, a big emphasis when we
5: were, like, first starting to write it was that, like, she's a sort of acclaimed stand-up, you know, the main character, Deborah Vance. So we were like, well, she has to be funny. Like, the show doesn't work if her stand-up's not funny or just, like, you know, she's the sort of kind of brassy older comic where like everything she says is sort of a punchline joke so it was very like a directive it was just like okay everything she says has to sort of be in joke format so like once you know that you just sort of go for it you just try to make everything she says a joke if that makes sense and it isn't the easiest thing because you know it's not easy for someone like me to write a joke from the perspective of like a millionaire menopausal woman you know what i mean but yeah like luckily there's like a room full of people so like Sometimes you can like identify a funny area for a joke and then everyone helps you kind of word it in the way that character would say it. But the more you write on shows like this, the easier it is to write in other people's voices, too. That
4: makes sense. Yeah, I've always wondered about that, especially like in movies when there's bands like an Almost Famous where like it's like a fictional band. But I'm like, these songs can't be like terrible or the movie wouldn't make any sense.
3: You know, I feel like there have been shows where the stand up isn't great there's one in particular I'm thinking of about burning it it's not hacks obviously
5: yeah you're like looking right at me I'm I can not really put my finger on it I'm like, but Joe. I I'm can't thinking of it... it
3: but it's rhymes with Brax or something I feel like not talking about hacks there's shows that do that I feel like if the story is compelling enough the audience will give it a pass as long as it's like not like egregious I mean That's just what I think, Jonah, your sister. Why would you ever ask me about this? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I really wanted to come at you for (laughs) it. But it is incredible that like what she says is actually funny. And
5: yeah, that was like everything should be funny. But like her stand up absolutely needs to be funny. Unless like the story is that a joke's not working and then you can kind of that was almost harder was to like, you know, figure out an area that, you know, she thinks is funny, but isn't working. I mean, that was sort of all season two was her like sort of getting over the hump and, you know, crafting material. So like, we would have to like reverse engineer stuff because like, we knew the joke that would work in the end, and then we'd have to like, make it worse. You know what I mean? So like the earlier versions of the joke are like, Just like rough premises. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of an interesting thing to do. But yeah, I mean, the thing we definitely didn't want to do is like, I think the thing you're sort of referring to is like, you can't tell often when shows are about comics if the jokes are good and bad unless you get a reaction shot from the audience of like either like wiping tears from their eyes or they're like grimacing because they don't like the material. And it's like either, but like, you know, you can't tell without those indications like how the set is going so we were trying to avoid that for sure
3: right 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 incredible show hacks if you haven't checked it out you gotta check it out gotta check it out is now out
4: and vanessa thank you for trolling me while asking joe a question (laughs) that was really impressive
3: jonah it's kind of my new thing is to troll you it's always out of love it's always because it's really fun
4: all right well with that we're gonna take a quick commercial break but we'll be right back with joe mandy commercial bread
3: (laughs) (laughs) commercial bread (laughs) (laughs)
6: Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com, And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit.
2: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
1: Places.
3: And we're bred. (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, today you wanted to talk about Sega Genesis. Yes. Which we also had a Sega Genesis growing up. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read the quote that you gave us about sega which is that it was your prized possession i'm going to kind of take the major points you like various games like nba jam sonic etc but that you wanted to discuss how the game earthworm jim basically caused you to have a nervous breakdown <laughs> yeah now, it's true <laughs> i will say we had sonic the hedgehog and we had some other games but we did not jonah i don't think we had Earthworm Jim. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no. The name sounds familiar but I don't remember playing it. Joe, what happened with you and Earthworm Jim? Like what's the story there?
5: Well, Earthworm Jim was sort of a I mean, all the Sega games were pretty much like profile games where you're it's like side view and you're you know completing missions.
3: Yes, they're called platform games.
5: Platform games. Okay. Graphics weren't good enough yet to do things like first I think like Golden Eye was like the first big game that you like were in first person or Doom or whatever.
3: Right, right, right. Right.
5: But yeah, the Sega games weren't like that. So it was a platform game where you played a an anthropomorphized earthworm who was like going through different levels shooting people and trying to like rescue a princess or some such thing. I mean, it was sort of like a Ren and Stimpy style kind of gross out humor sort of vibe. Like there was one whole level where you're like in some like nasal cavity and it's like, like I
3: knew you were going to say nose. Yeah. That's so nineties, And it was
5: like booger. It was so 90s. Cause it was like, you were bungee jumping with boogers or whatever. It was just like, <laughs> and I loved it. The game, it was very like, the graphics were good. It was like funny. And the gameplay was very satisfying, but you want to get to the nervous breakdown part. I assume.
3: Well, however you want to tell it.
5: Yeah. Well, basically earthworm Gym was sort of like, the hot game at my school and so like
3: interesting
5: you know i probably got it for like a birthday or hanukkah or something and i loved it but the very last level a level i distinctly remember called buttville <laughs> you had to like sort of navigate through this like tunnel maze of like spikes and each time you hit the wall you would like lose health and i like legit couldn't get through the ma- I couldn't even get to the final boss because I kept dying over and over again and like, I sort of learned that I have like obsessive qualities and like a real anger problem because like I would just do it thousands of times and die every time and like legit was just like, a, like an 8 year old boy just like screaming and like punching pillows and stuff I like couldn't <laughs> beat this level and the way like those video game consoles worked was like there was no save function right so oh I would like wake gosh. up and like Eat breakfast and go to my room and lose at Buttville over and over again until it was like time to go to school. And then I'd pause the game and then just like sit all day at school thinking about <laughs> Buttville and the spike walls and just like nine hours of having just paused the game. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. And then running home once we got back from school and then just. Playing Buttville until dinner time and then just sitting at dinner, having the game pause, just thinking about Buttville. Like, it was truly like that was my life for like weeks. The game broke me. Like, I could not beat the level and I felt so humiliated. And then, just like, it's a bad moral of the story, but I just like <laughs> went to school one day and was just like, yeah, I beat it. Beat it last night. And then everyone's like, cool, because they all beat it already, you know? They already <laughs> won the game. And then I was just like, oh, okay, everyone <laughs> believed that. <laughs> I should have just lied weeks ago. I would have, like, I felt much better if I had just lied. Wow. wow. But, I like, to this day, like, it's one of my most humiliating things is that I never beat Earthworm Jim, and I, I said I did.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy how much time we can spend as kids playing video games. We had Super Mario Brothers, Original Nintendo, mm-hmm. Competitor Genesis, and... We had it on its, remember those black and white TVs that were like curved kind of yeah. like the right. screen wasn't a square. So we had this TV where it cut off the top and bottom so you actually couldn't see where like the jumps were. Oh no. And I actually beat the game and I memorized through trial and error where every little gap was in the floor. You beat which game? Super Mario Brothers without seeing the whole like bottom section. That's the, of the whole screen. game. That's yes. The whole game is like pipes and turtles and stuff. Yeah. I'd run I'd know right where the edge was. I'd know right where the little. If I had applied that to tw- towards something else I probably would be <laughs> yeah. I don't know on a spaceship now or something I don't know but one Jim reminds me of another Sega Genesis game that I really like Toe Jam and Earl were you a fan of that one?
5: Toe Jam and Earl yeah very similar yeah
4: I don't remember Toe Jam and Earl
5: it was another kind of like gross out game yeah. got it it is so like of course he didn't play because it was a boys game <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't handle it dude <laughs> there was like belly button lit and <laughs> yeah.
3: I watched Jonah play Sega and all video game consoles for hours. And I don't remember. The only one I really remember was Sonic. It is funny to think about adults designing the games and making them really gross for like little kid. You know, that's all I have to say. No, about I that.
5: mean, you're, I mean, it's the same thing as like you just think back on like Nickelodeon shows and stuff you never totally. for a moment thought like oh those are like people with families that was their job it's like right yeah <laughs> uh, you know whatever just Nickelodeon shows and Disney Channel
4: shows it's so strange it's very weird Vanessa do you remember how we got our because Jonah no, we famously won our Nintendo original Nintendo at a raffle at our temple okay at a Purim Carnival because our parents wouldn't buy us one but I don't remember how we got our Genesis I don't remember
3: I think eventually they got it they kind of- we resigned to the fact that we were like playing Nintendo all the time and we were going to like be like a video game. It was okay to have video games because we would just have rules around them. So I like how much we could play. So then I think for Hanukkah or something one year, we got Sega, and it was a big deal because everybody else had like nintendo sixty four. And so people would come over. like, I remember we'd have friends over, and they would just want to play Sonic. Like they'd be so excited that we had that, yeah, and that's how I think we got it, Jonah.
4: Joe, what was your etiquette for you at your house as far as like certain hours you could play? It sounds like you had kind of free reign a little bit,
3: and it was in your room,
4: yeah, I had a little like,
5: computer set up, like a monitor that I could hook it up to. I had a plug for the main TV and then one for my, the TV in my
0: room. Oh, got it. So
5: like I could sort of dictate where and when I played it, which was like the concern. Like I was very late to video games because I think my parents knew like oh he this is all he's going to do if we get him one and then yeah i promised that wouldn't be the case and then of course that's exactly what happened yeah
4: was this the same era that you had your pet lizard
5: this was before so okay my childhood is sort of split up before lizard and after lizard (laughs) so i grew up in new mexico until i was 11 and then we moved to minnesota at 11 and i demanded at 11 years old that (laughs) i wasn't going to move to minnesota unless i got an iguana and my parents were like okay right and then i got one and then within three weeks i was like i've already tired of it and didn't know that they lived to be like 70 years old or whatever (laughs) so it's just like i yeah it was a huge mistake but yeah so the video game console was pre-lizard got it got it yeah
3: now speaking of lizards one of jonah's favorite games on sega genesis wait for this segue, was Kid Chameleon. Do you remember that game?
4: I'm not familiar, no. What was Kid Chameleon? It was like another side-scrolling game was this kid and he had sunglasses, which I thought was very cool. And yeah, you would change into all these. An- it was like a chameleon like you would change into all these animals with these masks. Sure. And it was like, I think maybe you skateboarded. It was like another mm-hmm. one of these games that like we didn't have that many games. So I feel like you would just play what you had over and over again. But I played that game a lot. Blockbuster rentals yes. were really big. Yeah. Yeah. Blockbuster rentals. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. Another game we had was this Motley Crue themed pinball game called Crue Ball. Oh, sure. Did you have that? You remember that one? I mean, it
5: sounds familiar. I must have played it, yeah. Well, I wasn't into... I mean, I know you're a music expert. I wasn't into Motley Crue at the time, so I didn't really have anything to really latch to me other than the the gameplay of the pinball.
3: Well, we did a little research on it, and it only played Dr. Feelgood, Live Wire, and Home Sweet Home, which... I don't remember what song Livewire is. Livewire
4: is an early song.
3: Got it. Okay. Something that we found interesting about this game, looking a little closer, was that Motley Crue was added to it really late. Like it was just going to be, the prototype name was Twisted Flipper. (laughs) Which I guess is that, I'm realizing is it's... Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. Yeah. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. (laughs) The producer of the game, Richard Robbins, initially pursued the name, wait for it, Joe, Uh huh. Headbangers Ball. Now, Joe... I, I don't know if you know this, but our cousin, Ricky Rackman, was the host of Headbangers Ball. I did
5: not know that. That's amazing.
3: Well, we are obsessed with this Fun fact that we heard when we were kids, but we thought was a rumor. And then we contacted him on social media and he's now been on this podcast. Jonah asked him if he had any recollection of these gamer people coming to Headbangers Ball and asking for the name. And Ricky did not. But we want to thank Ricky for responding <laughs> and for being our cool cousin.
4: Yeah, I'm sure he's like psyched that he gave me his number because I feel like I'm always, like, yeah, texting yeah. him stuff like this now.
3: The game was awarded the Sega Seal of Quality Award for best sound at the Consumer Electronics Show.
5: I was going to say it probably was a big That they were successfully able to get actual songs
4: in the game. I bet that's hard. Yeah,
3: I bet you're right. At the time. They were
4: like MIDI versions of the songs, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They
3: sounded like elevator music a little, but it was, you could recognize them. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It was cool. I mean, I guess, Joe, going back to that time, like, right, you got Nintendo, you got your, me and you and Vanessa are playing Genesis, and then you had Bonk and TurboGrafx 16, which. Looks like the coolest game, but I never knew anyone that had TurboGrafx-16. Did you ever? No, me neither. No?
3: Yeah, I mean. I don't even know what that is. It was
5: just like a different console. Yeah. Okay. I remember I was in like third or fourth grade and I don't know why I thought this, but I truly thought I had gamed this system. <laughs> like I was so confident I was going to win that Toys R Us like toy run thing. Where you have, like, four minutes to run through Toys R Us and, like, get as many (sighs) toys as you want. Because I was like, I sent in (laughs) 10. I sent in 10 submissions. So, like, I don't know why I thought that. But, like, I remember at recess, I had, like somehow gotten like a floor map of a Toys R Us <laughs> and was like oh my planning God. my route so I, I do like I remember that console because I was like I'm going to spend most of my time I'm going to like the Sega Saturn had just come out so I was like oh, right. I'm going to get all the Genesis games because I already have a Genesis and then I'm going to get a Saturn <laughs> and Turbo 16 I and mean, you know I was just like I was like I'm, and then you know I'll get my sister some shit whatever but like <laughs> I, you know, I was like so yeah and then like I just the disappointment when I didn't win and then <laughs> Was just like, oh, I don't think ten <laughs> submissions was enough to rig the system. Fuck.
3: Oh my god, it's so funny that you were gonna get some stuff for your sister to be nice. Like you'd even thought through it. Like,
5: well, I was with my friends. I was with a couple of people, so like I was sort of like we were trying to figure <laughs> out like what they wanted too, because I and they were so convinced. Like I convinced them that like I was gonna
3: <laughs> get chosen.
5: <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh my god.
3: I mean, we won our Nintendo with 10 raffle tickets but i will say you know again it was a temple forum carnival probably probably not as much
5: <laughs> not a national contest
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what you could have done i worked at kids r us in high school and at one point we had to stop accepting the jeffrey dollars because they were so widely counterfeit the jeffrey, Dahmers? jeffrey dollars. Oh, dollars. jeffrey dollars dollars jeffrey dollars which
3: did they have those at toys r us too
4: They must have been De- jeffrey was i'm assuming they did yeah jeffrey was the huge giraffe so i think that at that point you probably could have just Xeroxed a bunch of Jeffrey Dollars <laughs> damn and brought it in but yeah what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do we didn't know that's not on camera you're not a celebrity as you ran through this <laughs> store <laughs> that's true it doesn't have the same glamour
3: yeah it's so cute to think about like you and your friends like at recess like looking at a like a floor map of toys r us and like <laughs> coming up with your like plan to sort of like yeah yeah that's so cute i remember once we were at our grandparents place in philadelphia and and our family, Jonah. there's no way you would remember this. I don't think our parents would remember it either, but our family bought like 20 lottery tickets and we weren't like a big lotto family or anything, no. but I remember there was like a whole plan for like what everyone would do when we won. It's easy to get into that. It feels so childlike, but it's easy to get into that mentality of like, you know, well, we have more than one ticket. So like when we win, like, what are we going to do? It's really, really so cute that you had a
4: floor map. Incredible. Joe, What were, do you remember any other games that you had for Genesis? Because I can't really remember what we had. I don't.
5: Yeah, I had uh, NBA Jam obviously was sort of like. Oh, yeah. The best. That was like my whole life a very long time. And then I had Madden, which was football, which was fun. And then we had Aladdin, which was a oh. actually a great game, like very exciting and, and like difficult.
3: I would have liked that.
5: And then I was really into a game called Skitchin, which was you were a rollerblader. Oh, yeah. And you had to grab the bumpers of cars and like sort of navigate through. So it was like a racing game, but you were on rollerblades. And then you could, like, speed up by grabbing the bumpers of cars and, like, Scooting past them
4: yeah yes I had a similar game road rash do you remember that one road
5: rash yes that one too that was a skateboarder
4: right road rash was motorcycles but it was like so violent like you would have like yeah. a chain and you would just like kick and like knock people off their motorcycles oh, as you were moving.
5: yes there were like maces and chains <laughs> yeah. And,
3: yeah yeah. the other thing that I remember was really big was Sega came out with Lynx and Lynx was like their game boy yeah and whenever our cousins would get barbed about But we would get them a Lynx Do you remember that Wow
4: it's a nice present
3: All our cousins got
4: Lynx They were color Which was really cool about it Yes Unlike Game Boy Yeah
3: Unlike Game Boy Exactly And they were kind of shaped Like little crosses Is that right? (laughs) Maybe that's giving it too much They had more of like a T-shape
5: I don't remember those I remember like The Sega Game Gear Which was their Game Boy That was color That was a big deal That like Game Boys Were only black and white Game Gears were color
3: Lynx was a big deal and I guess maybe because we're a little older than you. It might have been before what you're talking about.
5: Maybe. I don't,
4: I'm not familiar. It's possible. I
3: wasn't trying to school you, Joe, by saying <laughs> Lynx was a big deal and you don't know what it is. But.
4: No, I feel dumb. I feel trolled. <laughs> Joe, when you were playing Game Gear, you know we know you were kind of an entrepreneurial kid. Had you embarked on that kind of path yet? I had
5: basketball cards. So there was a lot of like trading for cards. And I was like, I knew at that point, like what cards were worth money and would make like horribly unfair trades with kids and get like error cards and stuff. Cards.
4: Cause I collected them too. And I had this box. I was like, I'm going to save these for like 30 years. They're going to be worth so much. They're worth nothing basically. Right. Are any of them worth anything? That's
5: a great question. I don't know. I have the same thing. I've just got like books and books of cards. I loved Barry Sanders as a kid. He's a football player and my mom's hairdresser was dating a Minnesota Vikings like offensive lineman or something at that time. And I remember I gave my mom a Barry Sanders rookie card to give to her hairdresser oh to give to her boyfriend to get Barry Sanders to sign it. And it worked. And I got it back. Oh my no. God. This was just like four degrees of separation to this day. I'm like, how hot was my mom's hairdresser that this football <laughs> player was willing to do this? Oh, For a my kid, he god. doesn't even know.
4: Yeah. Oh my god. But I
5: do wonder how much that card is worth. That's wow, pretty impressive. It's
4: really impressive. That's incredible. Our grandma met Michael Jordan yes. outside of the Ritz-Carlton in Cleveland on her. How old was she? It was her birthday. She was turning
3: seventy-five, I think.
4: And there's a photo of them together, and. I don't know if they ever got it signed. I think they like sent it. To I think
3: they did get it. I think our uncle got it signed. He sent it to the Bulls or something. I think you used to be able to do more stuff like
0: I that. I did
5: that all the time. I would just write like cold letters to basketball organizations. I had like a book with every basketball team's address and would ask for like signed photographs. And I got like Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. all these guys. I didn't. Some of them are like real autographs. Some of them are obviously photo- like, like we're copied. But yeah.
0: This
3: one, I think, I mean, I'd like to think it's real. It's the most incredible photo because our grandma was pretty tiny. And so her next to Michael Jordan is like the height difference is like so incredible. It's like the sweetest photo. Also, I just want to show you guys what a Lynx looks like. I was wrong about the shape. It's oh, okay. fully horizontal. Yeah,
5: that's how the Game Gear was shaped though. I wonder if the Game Gear yeah. and the Links are the same thing. We're just... They
3: might be the same thing. Yeah, I
5: was
4: confused when You said it was shaped like a cross.
3: Well, I was thinking of the topping wide. I don't know why I said it was shaped like a cross. You were thinking
4: of the crucifix.
3: <laughs> I was thinking of a crucifix. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That's what I was thinking of. Because, you know, I'm Jewish. So I'm like, what is that? Yeah, what thing is that's that? shaped like a cross. Oh, it's a What Christmas. is it? What
4: was what, Jesus on a lynx? Yes, <laughs> I
3: thought Jesus on a lynx. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break. but We'll be right back with Joe Mandy.
0: National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
7: Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bones Show here to tell you the National Sales Event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an Adventure Ready Rav Four. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails, all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers. Yeah.
4: And we're back. And we're back. So, Joe, we're going to play a little game. This is a new segment we have. Okay. And I'm going to try to explain this in the most concise way possible. When me and Vanessa were growing up, our local paper was called the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Sure. And they had a segment in it on Mondays called Monday Moaning, where basically people wrote in pre-Yelp, way pre-Yelp all these websites, people wrote in to complain about things.
5: Oh, I love it. Incredible.
4: Yes, it was incredible. And I remember us reading it in high school and us finding it so funny and so funny. Recently, as I do, I was just online trying to find them because I'm always looking up this kind of stuff. And I found an archive of them on the Plain Dealer's website. Yes. And Great. sadly, they discontinued this column about 10 years ago. But these things being dated actually makes them more funny. <laughs> so this is a segment that we call Vanessa. What are we calling it now?
3: We call it legit moan or unnecessary groan.
4: Legit moan.
1: <laughs> unnecessary groan. Okay.
3: So we'll read each one and then we can each say whether we think it's a legit moan, like they really have a reason to be complaining or an unnecessary groan, like they need to get on with their lives and not okay, worry about Okay, so
5: this. these are all authentic moans these are real the game is not like you wrote two fake moans and i gotta figure no. Out- these okay. were
4: all printed in cleveland's biggest newspaper Great.
5: <laughs> love it okay so we're saying like are these like real gripes that someone should care about yes okay
4: we'll kind of judge them as each
3: one comes up whether we think they're legit or not i'll read the first one my moan is that I didn't receive a 4X magnifier to go with my new shrunken print at and yellow and white pages. I don't know how many trees they think they saved, but they did a great disservice to the public. Signed. Parma. Parma's an area in Ohio. So this person wishes that they got a 4X (laughs) magnifier with their shrunken print phone books.
5: I think this is a a legit (laughs) moan. Legit (laughs) moan. The people who primarily used the phone book at that point were older people. Yeah. So if you're going to shrink it four times smaller, like you got to include a magnifier of some sort.
3: Right, right,
4: right. I'm with her. Okay. So Joe thinks that's legit. Vanessa, what about you?
3: Well, I think that if this person has a hard time reading, like they're like, oh, man, these type is too small. This probably isn't the only thing that is hard for them to read. And maybe they themselves should take it upon themselves to buy a pair of magnifying glasses, which you can find at really, honestly, any drugstore, you know, gas station. They sell them everywhere. So I appreciate your compassion for this person, Joe but I'm going to call this an unnecessary grunt because I think this person needs to kind of like take it upon themselves a little more and maybe be like, it's nice that they're saving trees. Maybe this is about more than just like myself.
4: Right, right. Jonah, what do you think? I mean, I agree. I can see both sides. The print is really small. But yeah, it'd be weird if it came with a magnifying glass. Yeah, I think it's a little unnecessary. I don't know. I mean, the print is always small. Even if it was a little bigger, it still would probably be really hard to read, right? Because they got to fit so many names. I guess
5: I was really picturing something very Yeah, you
4: got to see the books. Like a
5: microfiche, you know? Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 It's yeah.
4: possible. It's possible. If
3: it's a microfiche, then let's give a magnifying yeah. glass. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, I'll say unnecessary groan. Okay, okay. it's necessary. a groan. It's a groan. groan. It's a groan. Okay. All right, this second one, Joe, I don't know, are you a dog owner? I am. Yeah, two dogs. Okay. I have a dog also. I think you'll be able to have an interesting take on this one. This one says Why don't pet owners provide a space in their yards for pets to relieve themselves? I think it's appalling (laughs) that so many owners get pets and they walk them through the neighborhood and have the relief process take place on someone else's lawn. Come on, people. Think about it before you get a pet. Signed, no city. (laughs) So this person... Wait, and no city means they weren't willing to even say what city
5: they lived in? They weren't even
4: willing to say what city they lived in. Okay, wow. Those aren't common, but you get them once in a while on Monday morning. Wow. But this person thinks, (laughs) I think, because people's dogs have to be walked they have to go on walks mm-hmm. and they go to the bathroom that they never go to the bathroom at home it sounds like yeah what are your thoughts on that
5: i'm confused by it seems like <laughs> yeah i mean it's clearly someone who's like never owned a pet before <laughs> yes. right like that it's crazy right It's like yeah you can go ahead take your dog for a walk but just like <laughs> like let it do its business at home weirdly one of my dogs holds everything in until the moment we get home from a walk so this Person, wow, yes,
3: with love. This
5: is their ideal dog. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I do find people like this confusing. Like, I've gotten kind of into intense arguments with people, the people who like get mad when you put dog poop in a bag in their trash can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, sorry, I did, oh, did I make your trash can? smelly right right, <laughs> like it's, right it's contained it's in a garbage bag whatever but people are very I don't know territorial of their trash
4: can right yeah right Vanessa what are your thoughts on this one I know you're not well look I don't own
3: a dog or sorry I'm not a dog mama <laughs> to people who don't like dog- and I never have been but when I first read this I thought first of all not everyone has a yard like yes. I Lived in apartments a lot of my life. I didn't have like a space in my apartment where my dog could have relieved themselves. So I feel like this person is coming from like a point of privilege a little bit that they have outdoor space and they assume everyone else does. The other thing is, it's just so funny that they think that you can like say to your pet, (laughs) like, okay go to the bathroom here. We're going to go for a walk. But while we're on the walk, if you have to go to the bathroom, just hold it. Like, it's just (laughs) like, that's even something that I, as someone who's never owned a dog, I understand that you can't control, like that they need to go for walks, but also you can't control. Like Joe, you have an incredible dog that it does wait until like, you know, you get home to go to the bathroom, but well, like,
5: that's that's the shit. He pisses four hundred times a walk, right? Like, he, like right. It's every tree he passes. So, I mean,
3: yeah, this this person, like, what do they expect pet owners to do? Just be like, don't pee now, don't pee. It's like, well,
5: it's, they have to reason with their dog. They got to sit their dog down and tell them, yeah, go. Go in one part of the yard. Yeah. What's so hard about that?
3: It just seems like there isn't really any real bar that the plane dealer has for like things having to make sense or not. But I would call this an unnecessary groan. What about you guys?
4: Same. Yeah. I think it's unnecessary. And Vanessa, this could be a great opportunity for you to plug, you know, the upcoming film project.
3: I'm going to be in the film, which maybe will be out by the time this airs. DC Comics animated film, Super Pets. I play P.B. the pig. It's a very cute movie. I watched a screener of it yesterday with our cousin Mia. And it's really great. It's so funny because I actually did think of this while I was talking because I was thinking in the movie, I hope this isn't a spoiler. I hope DC doesn't get mad at me if it hasn't come out yet. But in the movie, the pets can talk, but they can only talk amongst themselves. Like what the humans hear is like just pet noises. So it's funny that this person... So it's
5: sort of the homeward bound reality right yeah.
3: exactly maybe this person is like well that's how it works but you could say to your pet they understand humans she's like
5: obviously the dogs can talk to each other they can't talk to- I'm not stupid but I know <laughs> from everything I've seen yeah, yeah. they also understand what I'm saying they all speak English
3: yeah yeah two
5: things plane dealer shouldn't accept any moan from someone who's unwilling to give what city because I think that is very helpful, yes, I agree. because if they say like You know, if they live in Farmtown, Ohio, then, you know, like, oh, that's why this person thinks this way. It's like everyone lives on a farm. Pee on your farm, not my farm. Yeah. But if it's like downtown Cleveland or whatever, then it's like, well, yeah, no, some people don't have yards, lady. Yeah. Or I'm assuming
4: lady. I'm sorry. It's already so anonymous that, I mean... No one's going to know who you are by saying you lived in a town.
3: Now, this next one, Jonah's been really excited about. Um, He has maybe... Well, I'll just let him read it and then we'll talk about it.
4: I've read so many of these. And this one, to me, is just a whole new level. So I'm just going to read it. It says, while buying gas last week, I noticed a new county sticker in place on the pump. Instead of Frank Russo's smiling mug on the sticker, there was Ed Fitzgerald's name. Somewhat of an improvement over the photo of Russo. But why is Fitzgerald's name on the sticker? Can't it just say something about the pump being passed by the Department of Weights and Measures instead of the county executive's name appearing in big letters? Did he personally test and approve the pump? I doubt it. Signed from Middleburg Heights. (laughs) So just to recap, this person is upset that the sticker on the gas pump from the Department of Weights and Measures that regulates the pumps has a photo of the head of the department on it because he doesn't think that person actually did this but he thinks the photo of the new guy is an improvement over the last person because I guess he likes the photo better I think
5: yeah or it's just like that first guy look just ugly just an ugly
4: person yeah yes I'm picturing this guy I'm assuming this is a guy I guess I'm assuming this person is pumping gas looking at this photo being like he wasn't here yeah (laughs) like he didn't inspect this pump I'm using. Why is his face on there? And then sitting down and writing a letter to the newspaper about it. And it getting printed. Yeah. Gotta say, I'm going moan on
5: this one. Legit moan.
0: You think it's legit?
5: I think it's weird. It's weird. that Like, yeah, why is his face on there? Why am I looking at a man's face? Just give me, like, inspected by sticker. I don't need to see a person's face while I pump my gas. I
3: get
4: it. Does the Department of Weights and Measures, what do they do? I think they regulate like if the pumps are accurate.
3: Got it. Okay.
4: If everything's kind of calibrated so you're not getting ripped off.
3: And Ed Fitzgerald is the new head of the department and it used to be Frank Russo. Yeah,
4: and I actually sort of, I don't know if I'm imagining this, but I kind of remember I looked up Frank Russo. Uh Uh-huh, of course. He passed away this (laughs) year, but he ended up being sentenced to 22 years in federal prison in 2010 for his role in a cuyahoga county corruption scandal okay and the commissioner was sentenced to 28 years on federal corruption charges. Wow. i guess it was a big scandal in the early 2000s but i kind of actually remember his face on the gas pumps i feel like those stickers were everywhere for a long time we we're growing up frank russo's face yep yeah, yeah. i don't remember ed fitzgerald I'm and gonna... he
5: died it was a murder suicide with dr prager i heard <laughs> but we can we shouldn't joke about it
4: and now they're both bred. <laughs>
5: Yeah, they're both. Sorry.
3: It's funny, Joe, like you have more compassion for these moaners. I do. You
5: know what? I was going (laughs) to say that like my dream job still to this day is to replace Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney's job is the best. Like that's all I want is I want to be on TV every week to complain about something. It's the dream.
3: Right, right. I feel
5: like there's something so pure about getting righteously angry about something even as small as like a sticker on a gas pump I like I love it so yeah I guess as a dog owner I'm just so familiar with how silly that particular moan was but at most moans I'm like I can get there I can empathize yeah yeah I guess I'm just like naturally a moaner
4: right right it's interesting because a lot of the moans are generational like this era that's like I said stopped 10 11 years ago a lot of it sound like older people being like Kids are always on their cell phones today. Sure.
3: But not this one. This one, Joe thinks it's legit. Jonah, what do you think?
4: I think this is like one of the most unnecessary. I mean, this affects this person's life in literally in no way. Yeah. So I think it's to me like textbooked unnecessary grown.
3: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. He says instead of or she or whoever, instead of Frank Russo's smiling mug on the sticker. <laughs> there was Ed Fitzgerald's name. Somewhat of an improvement over the photo of Russo, but why is Fitzgerald's name on the sticker? It's like, this person's kind of complaining, but also kind of being like, actually, this is an improvement. (laughs) I missed that.
4: So, wait. I missed that, too. That
5: implies that the original sticker was just a person's face, no name. Yeah. The new sticker, no face, but a name. And that's... But a name. I might turn this back to a groan, actually.
4: (laughs) This person's saying the name is better than the photo, but still it shouldn't be there. No,
5: no. She's saying like like the smiling mug, I was used to that. Oh, right. It was kind of nice to not have to like look at a person's face, but now I'm looking at a person's name.
3: (laughs) What's that? But she's saying, she or he or who is saying, the name is better than the face was. Right. But what they would prefer... Is it just saying something about the pump being passed by the Department of Weights and Measurements?
4: I think this person is struggling with an authenticity issue. Yes. Yeah. They feel like because they don't think this person was physically inspecting the pump. Now I'm back to a moan. I get it. I do get it. Like.
5: <laughs> you see a photo just I guess you're like you grow accustomed just a sticker on gas pumps of a guy's face you're like that's weird but like that's how it is in Cleveland then you get rid of the face sticker now it's a signature a signature implies that this person personally went and inspected it which just can't be the case
4: okay but like if you went to Kentucky Fried Chicken and like it has the colonel's face on it you're not like oh the colonel didn't make this this is like not authentic right no because I know the colonel is like a mascot
5: for the thing but if my Chicken came with a little sticker that had the colonel's signature on it, like as if he had personally cooked it. I'd be like, that's absurd.
3: Well, Joe, I don't know if this changes anything, but they'd like it to say Departments of Weights and Measurements instead of the county executive's name appearing in big letters. So I don't think it's a signature. I think it just says Ed Fitzgerald (laughs) on the pump. Like it just says it in big letters. Yeah.
5: I mean, it's all weird. The face and the name. It's all, I mean, I have never, I guess it's all weird to me.
3: You know, I'm coming around to this too. Cause you go, here's the instructions like what if you had never pumped gas before and you're like okay here's the instructions and then you're like reading them off the machine and then you pick up the pump and it just says ed fitzgerald Yeah, you're like, well, like what are you supposed to do with that he's like
5: wait is this gas just for ed
3: <laughs> and also what's ed fitzgerald's problem that he's like i want my name on every gas pump in this town over attention
5: whore these people yeah
3: i don't like either i don't like Frank Russo I agree I agree with this person that maybe the Ed Fitzgerald but almost prefer someone's face because it's like then at least it's not confusing it's like am I supposed to go talk to Ed Fitzgerald after I pump my gas
5: the real monster of this story is this Russo character right who I'm sure like there was nothing on these pumps and then at one day he was like I want my face on the pumps right (laughs) and that just became the rule of the land the rule and then like Ed Fitzgerald takes over and he's like look this thing is silly We got to get this guy's face off of it. It doesn't belong on gas pump, but he's already set a standard. So he's like, I'm going to be classy. I'm just going to put my name on it. And he's the head guy. So no one's going to like dare be like, why does anyone's face or name need to be there at all? Like he thinks he's doing everyone a solid by just like, I'm being humble. I'm just going to put my name on it. But it's like, get your name off of there too. I'm just pumping gas.
3: Well, maybe he got a picture made and he saw it and he was like, no, 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 no. We can't use that. And he's like, just, just use my name. Just put my he name like, on the pump.
4: Scissors, make any he's cutting sense, his just, face just, off on everyone. He's yeah, yeah. Like,
5: like, I have. Yeah. Just
3: put my name. I think the real villains are not only frank russo but also ed fitzgerald it's like hey egomaniacs who are county executives why don't you just stay in your lane and like we know you're county executives but just do you have to have your face or your name on every single gas pump look i've done a 180 here i I think this is a legit moan (laughs) but the only thing i would say is that it should be directed towards these two men as opposed to towards, you know, I don't know if this person's mad at the city. I don't know if they're mad at the gas stations themselves. But I think, again, it's a legit moment. but let's direct it towards who deserves it, which is Frank Russo and
4: Ed Fitzgerald.
5: It seems small, but it goes straight to the top. It
3: goes straight to the top.
4: Yeah. And also keep in mind, gas was probably like a dollar a gallon when this was written. So this person is probably very upset now getting gas. Oh,
5: I can't
3: even imagine. Oh my gosh, this person. Oh my
5: God. Can you imagine when they like, when those TVs got put in, but how she felt (laughs) all of a sudden she's got to watch like two minutes of... Entertainment tonight or whatever.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. And I bet whoever whoever is in charge of weights and measurements now, like as soon as gas started surging, was like, uh, can you go into all yeah. the gas stations <laughs> and take my name off the pumps? Because I really don't want to be associated with that.
5: Yeah. He's got like people at night with like goo gone, like rubbing his name <laughs> yeah. off of every gas pump. I can't be seen next to these prices. You
3: gotta get me off all these gas pumps. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, Jonah, did you decide if you thought this was legit?
4: It's so much more complicated than I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so just confused now. But yeah, yeah, I guess you make some valid points. I'll give it a legit moan. That's huge of you, Jonah, because I know
3: you thought this was so stupid when you first read it. I did.
4: I did. But you two have both really dissected it and shown me a whole different way of looking at this letter. So I have you two to thank for that.
3: Joe's level of compassion towards these for moaners (laughs) moaners is really incredible so it sounds like we have two groans and a moan yeah but joe felt for two of these people very much yeah oh and we didn't say this but the last one was from middleburg heights or maybe we did say it but just as an fyi for everyone who's really familiar with specific suburbs of cleveland
5: i have family in cleveland heights now
3: yeah our mom is from there right jonah
4: yeah she went to cleveland heights hi yeah heights high you don't see a lot of monday moanings from cleveland heights but i think you know you might get them once in a while life seems pretty good there yeah
3: i think so i think not much to moan about
4: so joe where can people learn more about you your comedy your merch
5: yeah joemandy.com j-o-e-m-a-n-d-e my merch is really unhinged so you can check that out (laughs)
3: really incredible merch at joemandy.com yeah yeah that's j-o-e-m-a-n-d-e.com
5: yeah and then you know wikipedia youtube netflix all those things
3: incredible well that was so much fun you guys thanks so much to joe for joining us if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe keep an eye out for next week's episode of how did we get weird where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like sega genesis and things that rhyme with head